what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion Systems, the best in custom computing and building technology, whether it comes from your gaming PC, anything you're doing creatively, music-wise, and whatever else you might want. Dark Fusion Systems will have the computer custom PC built for you that you exactly want and are going to be proud of. You can get $100 off your entire build using the code CPPOD at darkfusionsystems.com. Link description of the podcast below. Go check them out. Use that code anytime for your custom build. $100 off. Ooh, yeah. Now it's time for a feature presentation. We have Dylan from the band Dead Poets Society on. The brand new Fission comes out on January 26th. And we talk about this album for a band that just does not miss. And get ready for some great touring coming up early 2024. You ready for this one? Because you better be. Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, my buddy Shane said, you got to check out this band. You're going to enjoy them. And when I saw it, they had a brand new coming out right at the end of January. I'm like, huh, let's go see what it is. Let's go see what it's all about and check out this whole entire band. And for a guy that loves everything that's manic, crazy, and heavy about music, a band that's kind of labeled themselves as heavy indie rock and gent pop, hmm, really interesting, but holy shit, was this something that I was not expecting. The brand new album from this band, Fission, comes out on Friday, January 26th, and it is absolutely insane, let me tell you, but without me telling you, let's go and actually talk to someone about it. So please welcome Dylan from the band Dead Poets Society of the Podcast. So Dylan, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. How's it going, guys? Thank you for having me, man. Man, it is great to have you here. It's great to be able to talk to you. And this brand new album, like I said, dude, it, it, for originally, I'm like, this really isn't fully my style. But once I jumped into it, I was I was pretty damn impressed, not going to lie. This was really something. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of blown away by what you guys put together here. Oh, well, thank you. That's uh, it's very flattering. And uh, let me, let me add, I don't even know. Did you get your, Do you have your hands on the full album or is it just the singles that you've heard? I've I've got my having the full album, so like I'm ready ah, to talk about every single right, song, and sick. I dove deep in in everything, so I'm cool. ready, man. Yeah, I just didn't know who they who the label gave it to, and uh, so you're you're an, ex- an exclusive club. Congratulations. The exclusive club. Can I get like a sticker that says that, and just put it right here, like I went to the doctor or something and got the sticker at the end of it, like, hey, I got the. Sure. I'm sure yeah. we can arrange that. Yeah. Let me let me talk to the to the suits about that one. Perfect. So when it came to Fission, I know it's just like you guys had a big year, especially from the 2021 coming out with that first album that you really came out with, had a great year behind it. Now Fission coming out. I know you guys have been getting a lot of positivity from the single so far. So how is everything feeling your end right before the release of the album? Um, It's scary, man. I mean, uh, it's like, well, I should start by saying we're super grateful for the reception we've gotten so far on the singles. Um it's you know it's this time around um it, there are more people uh waiting and 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 listening um than there were last time uh so that's of course very exciting and and we're, we could not be more fortunate and at the same time we're like well shit like i hope this i hope this doesn't disappoint which i guess is i would i would imagine is normal or maybe i'm just like outrageously insecure um but it's uh it's exciting and it's scary. 
I don't think you're necessarily outrageously insecure at that because I mean, I've talked with artists like this for probably almost five years at this point. And that's a huge thing I keep seeing as a consistency whenever new music comes out. It's always exciting because you want to have people hear it. You're excited to see what people are going to take to the sound that you guys have created on this album, where you're progressing your sound going forward, where it's going to evolve, how much better you've gotten as musicians overall. But it's also scary too, because especially if the last one did so well, you don't want to have something that's going to disappoint. You want to be able to continue that momentum going forward and make sure that this is going to continue to be the best year for Dead Poet Society so far. Always put that so far in there because I want to keep seeing the band do better and better every single year. So there is some of that scariness that's going to come in there, especially when you're releasing art that's, you know, has some personality to it, has a lot more of these personal feelings to it. It's a little vulnerable in a way at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, uh, you just, we, we've heard these songs for, for over two years now. So it's just really weird to think about that everyone else hasn't. And that this only now will be their first time hearing what we're, what we're so used to. We have so much, um, uh, almost like a jadedness around because you know you anything that's not new anymore eventually starts to become less exciting and less new um so like it's it's kind of weird shifting into that mindset of, of acknowledging that anyone who's not us or our you know our close circle um are hearing this for the first time and uh it kind of like as we're a week away from it coming out now um i've that kind of hit me it's like oh shit like I've been so numb to the to these these thirteen songs for a while now, and um, I have to remind myself to like, no, no one else has heard this shit. So, um, it, I don't even really know what my point is there. I just uh, it's a it's a weird concept to think about. Yeah, I, I can understand that too. It's you you've known these songs for so long, you've heard them so much in your head, and you know listening to them, getting them ready over and over and over again where that initial newness that happens when you first make them happen, you first record them, that's kind of rubbed off all completely because of all that re- repetition and hearing it. But as you're releasing these songs out into the world right now, everyone's having that initial first reaction to it. So you have to reset your mind and try and put yourself back in that headspace of these are technically brand new, but does it help when you see a lot of people reacting to those songs, talking about them, sharing their opinions on them at the exact same time. So you get back in that headspace of this is something that is technically new because now the world is finally hearing it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any day that, cause we've had, uh, I guess <laughs> It's weird to even say this because I don't know how new of a of a normal this is, but we've had now six releases um, from the album, which is a little less than half the entire album. And I feel like um, I don't know when that became so normal. I feel like as far as I can remember, like maybe two or three songs coming out before a full album is released was like the norm. Um, but anyway, we've now had uh, six different occasions where we've put something out there. And to your point, yes, it's like when you hit um or whether it's that instagram post or even just the clock hitting midnight and it's live on spotify or apple or wherever um and then it's just like this kind of rush of like oh okay now is the moment that these people are are seeing and hearing this and every six times that have happened now which again sounds feels like a lot um it's been a what you're saying yeah like oh oh shit like it's a it's a it's a rush it's it's and it's scary but it's exciting and then when you see um the comments rolling in, which I kind of, kind of scoffing at myself even saying that because it's such a sign of the world we live in at this moment. Um, it's it's validating. It's 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 exciting. It's fulfilling. Um, 
sometimes it's not validating. Sometimes it's like, this is not good as there, this is not as good as I want it to be. <laughs> but thankfully, it's been way less of that than uh, the alternative. Yeah, because you're never going to hit on everyone's expectations. If you're going to try and please no. every single person that's out there, you're going to end up pleasing nobody. We pretty much know that. So when yeah. it comes to music, I'm always like, make sure it's you're pleasing to yourself because it's your art. You're the ones that are creating. You're the ones that are living, living it, living with it. So it's got to appease you before it appeases anybody else. So that's where the true, like, you know, artistic integrity really comes through. And I love what you said about just like, yeah, watch the comments rolling and how it's a sign of the times that we live in. But then yeah. if so is releasing, you know, six songs or singles before the album releases, just given how much more prominent streaming is, how much more prominent those algorithms have become when it comes to releasing music, getting in the ears of people when they're constantly inundated with so many, so many new songs, so much new music throughout their day that everything is done just to try and keep that attention going where, you know, I still always remember where it was like, you know, two, three singles and that was it. I think the right. first time I ever saw four or five singles released from an album was maybe like 2017, early 2018. Now it's like if half the album isn't released before the actual album release day, it yeah. feels like, you know, it's this is weird. I still love it though, because then you get to experience the whole album a lot later and you get to experience it in full and not know half of the album at that point. But Again, it's the sign of the times that we're living in at this point. It is. I mean, there's a content overload in every direction on every platform. Um, so it's, I, I guess that's maybe the reason. It's just like, if if you're not on the public's mind, you know, for uh, if, if you go a month or two without being out there, you might as well not exist, which is kind of kind of sad to think about. But I think that's that's what that's the point we've reached in society. It, it is insanely sad to think about it just the amount of these small tension spans that people have plus the amount of just different things that are coming our way when it comes to social media advertising literally anything that are just thrown our way it's you know we're constantly having our minds just flash with all these different brand new things i mean I think bo burnham said it best so you can have a little bit of everything all of the time thanks to the internet yeah. so mm -hmm. that's constantly what happens and but at the exact same time at certain points you know, even if you're not constantly there, you know, every month or so and you take a step back, and it's like, oh, you might be forgotten about. But at the exact same time, if you really need that break, if you need that break from social media, need that break from attention and maybe recharge, refocus. And especially when you're writing music as well, to just focus in on that. That's not necessarily the worst thing in the world to not have any real attention on you at that point, giving yeah. you that sole like isolated space from the Internet to make sure you're working on your craft as best as possible. No, that's a great perspective. I, I appreciate that. I, I say I wish I could do the exact same thing, but you know, when it comes to trying to promote a podcast episode on everything, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of have to be there every single day, and it gets to be a lot at times. Absolutely, time. <laughs> I took a break from Instagram uh, for. It's ridiculous that I'm even talking about this like an achievement. Um, but I, I took a break for like three weeks or so in December. And it, it was uh, maybe it might have even been less than three weeks. Uh, but it was a nice uh, it was a nice change of life experience. So I recommend it. I'll, I'll have to ask about that. Was it just because you're able to be more present in the moment with what you were doing, what people were around you, or you just didn't have a lot of that noise coming through, having to look at your phone all the time in order to take care of certain things and didn't have to worry about that. So the stress and the anxiety that could possibly come up from that is now wiped away for that period of time. I'd say it's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> just the kind of the, um, the peace that came from not having the getting out of the habit of that compulsion, you know, you open up your, you, you open up your, uh, your home screen and your thumb goes the app 
before you're even thinking about doing it and then before you know it you're in the feed and it's just like it just assaults you and <laughs> you're before you know it you're scrolling for 15 20 minutes and uh it's not good it's not good for your your thinking it's 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 really uh i mean i'm not saying anything uh revolutionary here i think at this point in 2024 we all know this uh but to put it into to actually commit to it and put it into practice as i said doing it for three weeks or less was a was a was an achievement um so yeah just cutting it out it's just it's uh and i say this as i'm back on it i was just on it right before this call but <laughs> i think the more i can if i can get myself to do that a few times a year um uh, i think that'd be better for for my existence I don't think it would just be better for your existence, but like if everyone were to follow suit as well and do it at some point in time throughout the year, like what if we got somewhere it's like every single social media platform just shut down for like a week where it's you, you couldn't post anything on there. Nothing new was coming through, which is, I mean, it's never going to happen because of economics and money and business practices, Mm. but just to take that time away and just actually get back to having to talk to people face to face in person, being present in the moment, having to go outside and literally do something, take us back to like 2016 even though people were on their phones at that time but no one's going on social media everyone was in the park walking around because there was a charizard that popped up and everyone wanted to go catch it (laughs) that's right at least at that point there was a an outdoor affiliation with using your phone yeah I, i i agree that i can't imagine that ever happening but it would be it's nice to it's nice to think about I mean, maybe the guys at Anonymous, at like, you know, can just make something happen where they just go and hack every single social media site, just shut it down for a week. You, you never know. I mean, I would leave it up to them to do something like that. Let's let's hope they're listening because I, I would not be mad at that. I, I wouldn't. Happening. I wouldn't be either. It would be it would be quite cleansing, especially from a mental standpoint. But jumping back into Fission as well, especially now with, you know, right before the album release, you got a bunch of those singles out there right now. Before we go into some of the songs that are maybe not released or some of the best songs that I think are on the album, any comments so far really stand out in your mind that you've seen that just maybe are the best ones you've seen, the most heartwarming ones you've seen, the ones that have impacted you the most? Anything stand out in your mind? I, this is maybe kind of broad and maybe even generic, but I just, um, when I see people saying things like, oh my God, these guys don't miss or like, how does this band keep getting better? I feel, I feel cocky even reciting that out loud, but I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just talking about what I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I get, I get this very, oh my God, like that's like, I just feel lucky to be in a position where someone is going out of their way to not just think that, but publicly acknowledge it. And, um, it's a really cool feeling, you know, but back to the content thing for a second. There's so, 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 so much out there all the time in every direction. And I barely comment on things ever. Once in a blue moon, while I go out of my way to type something on something congratulating or appreciating it. Um, and so the fact that anyone, let alone thousands of people, are doing that as these songs roll out um, is, is really special. It's, I'll sometimes be reading something that like I'll get like actual like goosebumps and even in the, in the sometimes it is really powerful stuff sometimes it's like you know this song saved me from this breakup or this you know d- depressive spell or something and that's really powerful but it doesn't even need to be that it can be something as simple as just like like I said like how do like these guys don't miss um it it just feels very like wow like thank you it just feels like real real gratitude that I can't really explain otherwise 
I mean, I think she was like, I think you still explained it perfectly. Just real gratitude seeing that there's a number of bands I've seen that happen to where, especially from the last year, getting comments like, how's this band keep getting better? How's this band not miss? They get better with every single release. And it all speaks to just the quality of the music that you're making. But at the same time, you're still having this absolute impactful sound and impactful moment on those fans when they listen to it. And that's all through songwriting. And that's all through how you guys, not only instrumentally, but also when it comes to the vocals, the lyrics, how everything's put together to tell these certain stories, to tell these emotions, to take us on those journeys. And if you're able to continue to evolve your sound like you guys have on this album and continue to really understand what it is that Dead Poet Society is and how it's connecting with people and how people are just really taking more into it. That's something that, you know, can't be overstated. So when you do see comments like that come through, I understand where you don't want to like get sucked into it and also get sucked into the social media side of things. But it's also a time where you can see how people are interacting and reacting to the music that's already out there and see what's going on. You're actually seeing genuine reactions happen in real time when people are first discovering the new songs or discovering the band as a whole. So that when you go and play live, especially when you go over to Europe, right, you know, pretty much literally right after the album release and then stay in the U.S. afterwards to go on your headlining run here, you're going to see all those interactions play out in a completely different setting when you get to see people face to face, when they get to experience your songs from you guys directly in an environment where everyone is feeling some sort of positivity because of the music you guys made. Yeah. You, you just, you just summed it up perfectly, man. It's, it's really, it's special. Um, it's something that I think uh, a day does not go by that. I, I, I think about that and I, and I appreciate, we all appreciate that. Um, this is something we've all individually since before any of us even met each other have dreamed of, you know, having the opportunity to do something like this to this uh, type of uh, the size of an audience. And, um, and uh, it's, it's very cool. Oh, absolutely. It has to be. And now jumping into the album, there's, there's a couple of songs that still stand out to me, but there was one, I literally sent this to my buddy, maybe 10 minutes before we jumped on this call. I said, Hey, when the album comes out on January 26th, out of any single song that you check out, I hope you check out the whole album though, but there is one that is just really hitting strong for me. And that was, I hope it's, except it's kind of spelled a little weird. I hope I get it right, but I believe it's 81 tones or 81 tons uh, or tons, tons. It? Yeah. Uh, no, that's one of my favorites as well, man. Uh, we did release it as a single. It was the the uh, second to latest single that came out. Okay. Um, and it came out uh, last month in December. Um, thank you, man. Actually, that, that was the second to last so we we had recorded um, eleven songs, and that was going to be it. It was going to be the that was going to be the full album, and then through a series of events, we went back into the studio and recorded two more, and one of them was was that one. And um, I uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, there are so many different aspects that are coming through to the song that really stand out, especially. Honestly, for me, it starts out from the beginning because there's different songs, even like when I'm listening to it, there's certain pieces I'm picking out in terms of overall flow, vibe, guitar tone, how the vocals are working. And I'm like, I'm listening, I'm like, how did the, you guys turn the guitar tone at the intro to 60 centimeters of steel by Alpha Wolf and then turn it into this overall more flow that reminded me of the intro to Chokehold by Sleep Token and really <laughs> capture the whole entire vibe of like just like not just not sleep token, but the overall like flow and just the power that their kind of their music has created. How'd you guys able to put that into one song just from the first like ten seconds? I sat there. I'm just thinking, I, I don't know how this is happening, but 
I'm absolutely loving what's going on right here. We got to listen to more of this. And I'm hoping the whole song really grows within that. And without saying, you know, much. Yeah, it absolutely just grew within that. Oh, well, dude, thank you so much. And you're not far off. Uh, we love Sleep Token. Uh, we were inspired by them for sure on that their most recent release. And um, you are not off base to, to make that comparison. So thank you. Yeah, because you guys are able to like, and then if you go through the song even further too, is just the chorus. It was, you took kind of especially more their flow and a little bit more of like the little funk inspirations they kind of put into their song. Mix it with a lighter, bombastic indie rock feeling that is really at the core from what you guys have. Also mix with this, you know, at times electronic feel that has this real connection to the band Muse. And it just took the song overall to new heights, especially for me. Everything flowed through so well. Jack's vocals here had a lot more force behind them to really make everything stand out, especially, I think, for the betterment, whether it was what you guys were doing in the backing with the whole entire flow, with the, what the programming was doing over the top of it, just really letting every bit of it out there, taking this experimentation style, putting it together on a song, and creating something that... Honestly, I think that especially as the band continues to grow, people are going to hear this. People are going to get further behind this song individually as the album releases, and especially when they hear it live, given the fact that this song is just something that's going to captivate you in the ear, in the mind, in the body, in the soul, right from the get-go. <laughs> Dude, I want to carry you around with us, and, and you can you can pitch these songs exactly like you're doing to whoever's about to listen to them, because you're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're really... Uh... You're, you're hyping us up in a great way. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, when you guys come uh, on tour, especially on your U.S. tour, when you guys make your stop in Milwaukee, I'll do this exact same thing. I'll just pitch it Please, to everybody. We'll, we'll bring you up on stage before we perform. We'll put you on the mic, and you can you can do exactly that. We might actually be able to make that work because I got a good relationship with the venue, and we, we might just have to set that up with okay, someone. It's great. like, all righty, cool. everybody, and just see what happens from there. Yeah, or even just in the in in public outside the venue to people walking by. If we haven't if we haven't sold that show out, try to get, try to fill it up with this method. I I fully support that. You know, we might might have to do that. Might have to give it a shot because I know you guys are playing there on a Saturday. It'll be a lot easier to walk around the area or just do whatever the heck I can. Uh, honestly, if it involves me potentially getting in an airplane and just like flying around with a big giant banner that has all these words in it, trying to explain it, it might actually work. I'm not sure, but you know what. I've always wanted to fly a plane. Uh, I have not, but I'll leave that to you. Um, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting a call. It distracted me for a second. But um, no, dude, I, I, uh, everything you're saying is just it's much appreciated. It's uh, hard to – the way you're talking about these songs, I, I almost feel like awkward on the listening end because I don't it's, – it's very, it's very uh, generous and uh, it, it's a it's – a, very high compliment. So uh, I don't really know how to properly respond. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. The one other song that really stood out to me was the first song in the album, 52945, specifically because, like I said earlier, I'm a little bit more of the heavy, more manic stuff. If it's going to get me going the pit to go smashy, smashy against somebody, <laughs> I'm all for it. That song, though, had a heavier melodic flow to it. Kind of felt like we'd get into something even metal, too, which I was really interested in but it had this overall flow of just kind of bringing you into the album with a little bit more of this heavier rougher mentality really being able to let you dive deep into something personally and get to the depth of it and know you're going to come out on the other end a lot more positive a lot better 
and just flesh out any instances of potential reflection and trying to go through those moments that you could possibly have. It opened up the album so well to go in any direction, but especially for me, for someone that likes a little bit of the heavier side of things, I just looked at that and thought, uh, this was not what I was expecting, but <laughs> I am so ready for this album right now after listening to that first song. Sick. It took Sick. me in a Thank different you, place, man. Awesome. That, that was kind of the goal of putting that one first because it is a little bit heavier and, uh, we, uh, I'll speak for my, myself. I, I love, I love music that's heavy. I love a lot of music that is far heavier than anything we'll ever touch in what we make, uh, just because it's, I don't know if everyone feels the same way about, I, about that as I do, but, um, yeah, that one is dark and it, I'm, I'm glad it hit you the way, uh, you're describing that it did. Hit the way it was intended from the band. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Looks like we're doing something right here. So compared to all the other songs that are on, I got to ask this. Now, this might be one of the harder questions to answer because when it comes to asking this, I know it might be like picking your favorite child, especially on an album. But out of all these songs, the album, which one is the one that just is like your favorite, the one that just stands out to you the most? Uh, yeah, it's it's actually for me, it's it's pretty easy. Um, I love all the songs. Uh, as you said, picking your favorite <laughs> child. Uh, but my favorite is uh, is the sixth track on the album. It's called Uto. Um, and uh, it's, it's yet to be released. And I won't try to explain why I love it. It just runs. It was one of the earlier songs we wrote throughout the bunch. And uh, just from that day till this moment, you know, two, two years later or so, it still just does something to me that uh, it, it, it strikes a particular part of my soul that the rest of them don't and uh i i hope that others feel the same way i had to scroll through my notes and like okay uto which song was that again and what i think about it because i know when it comes to these episodes and recording them and you know talking with you face to face there's certain times it's just like there's certain songs i'm not gonna remember exactly everything about, so i want to write everything yeah. down when it came to uto i'm like okay now i can kind of see exactly where you're coming from potentially where it hit and why it just hits you personally because it kind of, for me, it sounded like you guys took your roots, especially that heavier indie rock style, and mixed them with the sounds and stylings of like a Led Zeppelin and did oh, it to wow. some way incredibly well where it stands out heavier, especially a little time in the vocals in the verses. But when you get to the chorus, it really has this more bombastic feel like a Led Zeppelin, has a little more of this cosmic 70s like electronic mm. feel over the top at times. But it just really opens up in a complete different way that I wasn't expecting. And with a mix of something that I didn't think would possibly work. But after you listen to it, I'm just sitting there going, again, I don't know how you guys did this. And no wonder why people keep saying this band does not miss and this band keeps getting better with every release. When people hear Uto once it releases, this might be the song that a lot of people gravitate towards because it is so different in terms of the stylings that you guys work with but it hits so powerfully like that classic rock anthem that so many people know and love dude thank you i mean zeppelin is one of my favorite bands of all time so it's a massive comparison <laughs> and compliment and uh yeah that's that's sick thank you oh you're very welcome you guys i mean you guys deserve it I, I'm thinking this stuff literally as I'm like listening to it maybe the first or second time, I'm like, man, I'm starting to feel starting to pick up on this. And I'm just surprised overall with how many different little pieces of different bands of different influence, different styles you guys were able to take and infuse into your sound as well and create something that from an album standpoint 
has this completely unique flow to it where you can pick out the little instances, but overall, you know exactly this is a Dead Poet Society album through and through. You can tell that the core sound that you guys have is absolutely there and it's just being expanded and evolved upon throughout every single song on this album. I'm speechless, man. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. So if, if that's not a uh, good enough, you know, pitch for you guys to go and check out this album <laughs> on January 26th when it releases, I don't know what is. Like, I mean, I agree. I also don't know what else is. You, you, you are. We should give you a job, man. I'll, I'll say this. I would love to have a job. However, at the same time, if, if that doesn't happen, just get me a plane. Get me the whole entire banner or something. I'll go flying around Milwaukee. I'll go flying over Chicago as well. We'll see what happens. We'll hope for the best. Maybe you have to get a huge QR code on it as well so people can try and scan it as I'm flying. That's, it might work. I don't know. It, it might happen. Or give me a bullhorn. I'll just go around town and just start yelling, hey, you got to check this out. And maybe make some random jokes of, like in between there so it doesn't sound like I'm just being absolutely promotional and just marketing because people don't like constant advertising. Got to throw some comedy in there just to see what happens. Might work. I know we just met, but I, I believe you can do it. I think you're the guy. Ooh, I'm the guy. Well, if, if it comes time where, you know, for that Milwaukee show, if it's not sold out yet... We'll make it happen. We'll, I'll okay. talk to the rave about that too. We'll go walking around. We'll go have a blast with it. And we'll try and get more people into this and see if we can get that whole entire show to sell out and get that whole entire place just packed. Perfect. It's a and plan. The, I'll say the thing that excites me most about that show too, outside of seeing you guys play is the fact that I know for the U S run, you guys have multiple openers for a couple of different dates for the Milwaukee date. You guys have silly goose opening for you guys. Which Hell yeah. Just makes me smile knowing what those guys have done in order to get their name out there. So how did this whole entire, like, especially from the U.S. side of the tour, how did this thing come together with all these different opening acts playing a different, you know, couple of different dates here? I know Post Profit is one of them. I've had those guys in the podcast a couple of times, and they're an incredible uh, band. Cool. So when it came to getting this tour together, I know it might be more of a management side of thing, but have you been able to, like, connect with the other bands that are opening? Do you know them? Like, what's the story there? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so Silly Goose says you probably kind of what you I think you were just referring to, you know, they've done some crazy shit to get themselves out there and it has worked very well. Um, we were on tour with Highly Suspect um, almost a year ago. It was February of 23. And Silly Goose um, was an unofficial part of that tour <laughs> because they trailed every date in their um their 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 stage on wheels basically and at the end of every show in the parking lot um they performed and they killed it every time it was just it was you know people were they'd be clearing out of the venue and as soon as the first bodies were out in the parking lot they would hit it hard um jackson who's the uh lead singer he'd be on top of there it's they, they converted this like box car into a stage and he'd be on top of it and there'd be moshing in the parking lot and it was just, I mean, from the, <laughs> that, that tour was, I don't know how many shows, um, not a small amount of shows. It was, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 20. And they, they, they were at every one and they, they, they did it in the snow on some shows. It was, it was just mind blowing. And actually towards the end, I think it was St. Louis. It was like our, I don't know. There were, it was the last like three or four shows of the tour. Um, highly suspect invited them inside and they officially did open. Uh, they went <laughs> on stage before we did and they, they blew the house down and um, yeah. And then after they did that, uh, they went and did the same thing for bad flowers tour. We're, we're very close with bad flower as well. 
Um, and we heard, you know, similar situation. Um, so they just, I, I, if you haven't heard of Silly Goose, that's their, that's their legacy so far. And uh, beyond that, I think a few months after that, they went viral for, for performing in a subway. Not the, <laughs> not like the restaurant subway. Yeah. Um, so um, they're killer. So that was kind of just like an obvious choice. Um, uh, you know, they, they deserve, they deserve uh, everything that's coming to them. And uh, as for the other bands, uh, Post Profit, um, we, they were we recently toured uh, opening for Nothing More, and Post Profit was uh, among that bill. They were one of the bands uh, uh, opening up for that as well. Um, incredible guys, incredible musicians. Um, one of the better bands I've heard throughout my time touring, which has been five-ish years now. Um, and uh, so that was an easy choice too. Uh, Sunfish opened up for one of our shows just one time in their town, uh, Salt Lake. And just, I mean, I, I, I'm a broken record at this point talking about all these guys, um, but for good reason, because they're all just great. And um, so I, I actually personally uh, have gone back and forth with Carter, who's the singer and guitarist of Sunfish the last, I don't know, last year or so. We like a lot of the same music. Um, and then Jack Collins, um, he actually he's actually the one who arranged for them to open up for us the, at that show so he 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 might even know carter m more than i do but um and then andreas um andreas has actually been in the uh, dps ecosystem for a really long time uh the band and before i was in this band because i i actually am not an original member of Dead Poets society um but they actually opened for andreas I think on two different to one or two tours back in the day, um, long, long time ago, probably seven or eight years ago at this point. And um, don't quote me on that timeline. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, that, that's, that's the short of, uh, or maybe that wasn't so short, but that's, that's the explanation for, for all these guys. And we, I wish we could bring them out on every show, but that's, uh, that wasn't possible. So yeah, it's segmented kind of equally throughout the, uh, seven weeks or whatever it is each band has a, a slot in there yeah because when i saw that i thought it was interesting that you guys were having four different openers and it was just like segmented in different time frames of course for me personally i would love to have seen post profit and silly goose with you guys on the exact same show just that would have been awesome the, just because of knowing post profit and knowing what silly goose has done and what they're all about so it just kind of adds to it for me if that was the case but the fact that you guys have all these different connections to these bands that are you guys are having opening for you on this U.S. run, and you're bringing them out there, helping them to not only get exposed to a brand new audience and maybe even you know an audience that they know of, but get exposed to even more people, play with them, go out, have a good time. That's really what matters here. It's going to be somewhere you guys are still helping a lot of these bands that you guys have toured with before that are growing that you guys have pretty much like fall in love with their sound continue to grow that's the whole entire point of this thing right to help out each other so that you know as a rising tide it raises all ships so you guys are doing well all of a sudden silly goose comes out and performs in the parking lot before you guys play with or after you guys play with highly suspect and now they're coming and opening for you guys literally inside <laughs> i do hope i walk out of that show too and then silly goose is just like on the street in there you know <laughs> yeah they're the, real, they're the real headliners of the night yeah they'll like, go just on like, again after us yeah this is literally going on again after you as you're walking out like everyone will walk out of the venue and all of a sudden we're just gonna hear we're silly goose we're still doing this shit i'm just gonna <laughs> sit there and say yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they do if i can go and mosh in the street then i'm gonna be a happy camper <laughs> That's what they're known to uh, 
to uh, induce. Yeah, I'm gonna plug my phone in. By the way, I'm sorry. Is it? By the way, are we? Is this a video podcast or is this just audio? Oh, it'll be video. Okay. Well, everyone's gonna see me then walking inside and uh, and plugging in my phone because I didn't plan this properly. Oh no, you're good. Um, you're good, Dylan. I've had some weird stuff happen on here, video wise. I've had you know phones go freak out on me before. We've had dogs and cats run in the middle. You know, we, I've seen a lot of different things. So you having to go pl- plug your phone in is nothing that's too crazy. Okay, perfect. I'm glad I'm not uh, destroying the entire episode by doing this. Oh, no, you're good. But I know also before the U.S. run, you guys are going over to Europe, too. And that's going to really start out the whole entire touring cycle off of this album. So I'm assuming you guys are psyched going over to Europe because that's a, you know, a whole nother continent across the world. More audience to get in front of, too. And a headlining show nonetheless. So just everything keeps seems like it's rolling on like positively for you guys. Yeah, this will be our fifth time over there. Um, maybe fourth, uh, but this is, uh, by far, um, these will be the, the biggest headline shows we'll have to date. Um, it's pretty mind blowing. Um, we just sold out. Well, we had originally, we were, we were uh, scheduled to play at a, a room in Amsterdam that was, uh, a capacity of 650 and then that sold out like months ago the show's not even till august it's sorry not august march it's not till the end of the tour um that sold out and it was upgraded to another room in the same building that holds a thousand people and last i checked that was at like 975 sold so uh they then said to us that there's a um a balcony in that room that is by default like not part of the room but that if that if we want, they can open that up and that extends it to 1400 people. So <laughs> we'll see if we get there. But uh, the fact that we even broke 650, let alone now coming to a thousand is mind blowing. That's, that's very, very not normal for us. Um, and then there are a few others, uh, not quite that big, but a few others uh, uh, along the, the European tour that are record breaking for us, at least to this point. Um, London is one of them. And then just some some cities in Germany and um, what I'm trying to say is it, it seems to be working somehow and um, <laughs> it's very bizarre um, to think about you know uh, these shows are like weird the headline I mean we play we've played for many crowds that are uh, that size and bigger but it's always uh, you know another band's crowd um, so the fact that it's it's us this time um, and I'm saying these numbers is is surreal um especially the fact that it's across the ocean that still doesn't really compute with me even though we've been there four times already it's very bizarre to think that <laughs> like six thousand miles away there are a collection of people of that size that are that have carved out plans for their their night and are <laughs> going to see us play so yeah man it's uh it's really cool if, if, if you guys are able to pull that off, you know, 6,000 miles away, just you guys are absolutely doing something right. That's that's a huge testament not only to your guys' live show, but your guys' music, everything about who you guys are. So it, it makes sense, and it's something that you got to absolutely be proud of. So if you are do not have plans to go see Dead Poet Society when they're playing, whether over it's, it's over in Europe in February and March, or if it's in the U.S. throughout April and May, you know, change those plans right now and make sure you get yourself a ticket to go see that show. Trust me, you're, you're going to want to. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to want to. Thank you. And if you go and you regret it, 
you didn't lose too much. You, I don't know. Tickets, tickets can't be more than twenty bucks or something like that. So maybe you wasted a few hours of your life, but it's worth a try. It's hey, it's worth a try, but you're more likely gonna go home happy than you are sad. Trust me on that. But Dylan, I got one more question for wrap before we wrap this up. You ready for it? Sure. I, I love so. to ask this question to as many people as possible because it helps us get to know more about the great music that's going on and the stuff that you like and that you're listening to. So can you give me three band or artist recommendations that you would love to see get more notice and get more exposure? I'm looking for three. Give me any three you want. Whatever you're listening mm. to, whatever it might be. Man. Um, these guys are bigger than us by far, but I still think they deserve more recognition, and that's Polyphia. Um, are you familiar yep yeah um just absolute just beyond human musical capability and creativity and it's just the album they put out last year or i guess 2022 um it's just it i can't comprehend how insane it is so again not that they need any more they're doing they're doing just fine but um i i, I will tell uh, as many people as i can that don't already know who those guys are who they are um other than you said three artists yep three yeah so we got one already um okay um i'll throw a post profit in there man uh we already talked about them but um yeah they are they are killer and if you like grunge if you like heavy music if you like uh shoegaze even at some points um check out post profit and then lastly um i don't know i'm trying to think of something like trying to think of an answer here that is is interesting (laughs) um hmm uh damn i don't know why this is so hard Maybe you just got to put you on the spot with the, something like this just out of nowhere. But it's always yeah, funny. Yeah, but I got to be prepared. That's what this is all. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to think of an artist that I listen to that I, I, I don't think people would know. Um, hmm. I'm also like freaking out because I'm thinking like, oh, there's someone I know that's like really waiting for me to say them right now. And I'm like totally letting them down. Um, Damn, dude. So you're probably good on that one because it's probably post-profit in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, but there are others that they're definitely not coming in here right now. And I feel like an asshole. Um, someone that I want, an artist that I want more people to, to know about. Um. Let me go into my Spotify for a second. Oh, so you're not the first person to have to jump into their Spotify to check this okay, out. Okay, good. Good. Because um, there's probably something you'll pull up in like the first like five seconds. You're like, oh, shoot, why did I think of that right away? But hey, that's right. what the time is for. We're able to figure it out. Plus, it's a podcast. This ain't like network TV where it's like, oh, no, we got to <laughs> cut off right now. Right. Thank you. Um. Okay, uh, this is not at all um, a band that needs my shout out, anything close to it. But I would say that if you are a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and you have not listened to the two albums that they released last year, um, 
or maybe though we're in 2024 now the, the latest they released two albums in one year whether that's last year or technically the year before uh i suggest that you go check that out because i feel like those as as a, in a lot of cases when a gigantic band releases a new album sometimes they're overlooked because they're not you know the super mega hits and um the fact they're one of my favorite bands and the fact that they released two albums and both of which are like like 17 or 20 songs each or something uh i feel like not enough people have given those attention and again not not that the chili peppers need my endorsement but um i i guess just for lack of a better answer i suggest that you check out uh the two new albums that the red hot chili peppers have released I have to agree. They don't necessarily need the promotion, but at the same time, maybe those newer albums definitely do because everyone, especially when it comes to a band as prominent as the Chili Peppers, we all know their hits. And when it comes to listening to them, that's pretty much, especially from a casual standpoint, that's all we want to hear. So maybe check out the two albums that came out. I believe it was 2022. So yeah, yeah why not? Right. I'll still say it's a good yeah. pick because then I can make a video out of it. And I can put the two new albums up there and be like, it's these two. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. And I wish, and I, I I'm ashamed right now because I feel like I'm, uh, I'm super basic for not really having any real unknown artists to throw out there. Um, but uh, that's 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 my answer, I suppose. Hey, you're good. That's what the question's for, because then there might be some people that always wanted to check them out, just didn't have the push to do it. And now here's the push to go and give it a shot right from Dylan's mouth. Right. <laughs> Let's hope so. Thank you. Well, well, Dylan, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. I always like to end these episodes with three very specific things. So first things first, the brand home from Dead Poets Society Fission is coming out on January 26, 2024. You do not want to miss out on it. Plus, they're going to be on tour in Europe throughout February and March, and then the U.S. throughout April and May. So make sure you go see them live. Make sure you come out and support them. If you're anywhere near the Milwaukee area for their show on April 27th at the Rave with Silly Goose coming out, because I'll be there. Let's have some fun. Let's do some stupid stuff too, because that's always a good time. And at the same time, let's support these guys too. So best way to stay in touch with the band, go description the podcast where it says find Dead Poets Society online, links and labels for all their social media, where you can watch music videos, where you can stream music, where you can make sure you pre-save the album, or if it's out already, go listen to the whole entire thing. You are going to want to do that, where you can go and get tickets for their live shows and where you can go get some merch as well, because you're probably going to want to support these guys even more after you hear this album. So all the links are going to be down there for you with labels and everything. So we will be set there. Now, Dylan, it's time for number two. I almost put three up there. Now it's time for number two. Whatever guests in the podcast and join the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise that says, thank you for being on the podcast. I thank you for the time that you give me. Also, I want to continue to support the band any way I can in the future. So this is not an if. I hate ifs as promises. It's a when. When I get to see perform live for the first time, which it looks like it's going to be April 27th in Milwaukee. I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson impersonation for you, where I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. Okay. I will come say hi, and first round's on me. All right. That's a plan. Thank you, I, man. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it, but I'll find a way. There's always got to be some. I could probably bribe the Silly Goose guys into helping make that happen. They seem to be down for something like that. They, they're down for anything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. Now it's time for number three. As we bring this to its conclusion, I cannot end this episode by saying goodbye because this was a hell of a lot of fun. I want to thank you once again. I'd love to be back in the podcast sometime in the future. And I got to keep good in that promise. So this cannot be goodbye, my friend. This is. Cool. I'll see you later. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much, man. Great to meet you. And uh, I'll, I'll see you at least in April, if not before then. Oh, yeah. Woo!
well, folks, this is my interview with Dylan from Dead Poet Society. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. This one was a lot of fun because the band, uh, I think they were described back in 2016 as heavy indie rock and gent pop. And you guys know me. I mean, I'm wearing a We Came as Roman shirt, which is still more like pop metalcore with all the stuff they did. But you guys know I like stuff that's heavier, that's more manic, that's got breakdowns, that's going to make me want to hit somebody in the pit. And I mean, I knew the name Dead Poet Society, but I never really checked them out. Of course, my buddy Shane was all into them and said, go check them out. So we took the time, we checked them out. And I, I mean, there's definitely something about this band that really connects a little bit more with me than I thought was going to. And a lot of it comes through just the way they have that indie rock, but like heavier side of things at the core, really heavily presented, have a little bit of pop in there, a little bit more gent, you know, attributes on top of that as well to really bring out something a little bit more creative in a certain sense, a little bit more different than, you know, your standard indie stuff or anything that's different that's going on in the rock and metal space right now. But what they're able to do is just take some of these songs and mix them with something completely different. Like we talked about with the song 81 Tones with, uh, or 81 Tons, I believe it is. I clearly got that wrong. Where it brought up a lot of different feelings of like their style, but with music and a flow that really reminded me of Sleep Token that really stood out from an exper uh, experimentation standpoint. But then we talked about, you know, Dylan's favorite song, UTO, which is just like, you know, you take their sound, but then they put this feeling of like 70s Led Zeppelin into it as well. And that's not an easy task to take care, take on. It's not, it's, it's definitely not. It's really hard to really make sure it sounds out, sounds, not nah, take two, sounds like it stands out completely differently, completely new. And they absolutely hit the mark on this one. It is one of my favorite songs on the album as well. And you go through this album, you're just going to feel great listening to it. There's so many different aspects that go through it. You're going to go through many different emotions when you feel it. But at the end of it, honestly, you're going to feel accomplished about the things you've gone through in life going through this album. And it's going to give you a fresh perspective on just some of the bad things in life, some of the good things in life and how life, you know, is just all part of who you are. That's pretty much it. And I'm pretty, pretty happy with this album. Not going to lie. It, it's definitely going to be one I revisit every now and again, even for someone that doesn't like as much soft stuff as is on this album. But hey, if it hits me, it hits me. What can I say? I'll check them out live on April 27th at the Raven, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Make sure you do too, or any live date that's coming near you. So if you want to stay in touch with the band, hit the uh, description of the podcast below. Make sure you find where it says find Dead Poet Side Online. Links and labels for everything to check out the album. Find their tour dates. Go get tickets for those. Go get some merch and follow them online. It's all down there. Make sure you also find along with the Core Progression Podcast in the description. You can find links for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button right down here. If you are on Spotify, a podcast, Aereo, Amazon, or anything, hit the follow button or subscribe button. New episodes of the podcast every single Tuesday and Thursday. And for YouTube, the special reactions on Friday as well. Hit the like button or the thumbs up button or wherever it is. Help push this in the algorithm. Give Dead Poet Society a listen. If you haven't, if you have, go and do it again. Now, I want to thank you guys for listening to this one. Thanks to Dylan for being on the podcast. Can't wait to see him in April. Hope you guys are there too. And on that note, that's going to be it, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how every... Ah, you guys know how I end every single one's episode with a big, healthy, and hearty. See ya!